It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily represent those of any organization, including one generation away. America is free. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise, and freedom is special and rare. This is Liberty Nation with Mark Angelides, a production of LibertyNation.com, going after what the politicians really mean and making it all clear for your freedom and your liberty. Liberty Nation with Mark Angelides. Welcome back to Liberty Nation Radio here on the Radio America Network. I'm your host, Mark Angelides. On today's special Christmas edition, we raise a cup of good cheer and examine the very best and the very worst of 2022 and hopefully have a little bit of fun along the way. I want to take a moment to say a special thank you to our listeners out there in America and indeed around the world. Uh, a very Merry Christmas to you and to your families. Uh, on today's show, we have a special panel to discuss everything political, media, and hope-related. Remember, this show is proudly sponsored by LibertyNation.com, where you can access podcasts, breaking news, analysis, and a range of biting and brilliant shows to whet your appetite for freedom and your fondness for the great American Constitution. With Christmas upon us, it's impossible not to reflect upon the year that has passed. And of course, it's time to evaluate the adventures and exploits that have moved us so much. With this in mind, we're fortunate to be joined by our special Liberty Nation Christmas panel that comprises Editor-in-Chief Lisa K. Donner, National Columnist Sarah Calgill, and Legal Affairs Editor and regular guest on our Talking Liberty segment, Mr. Scott D. Casenza. Welcome, panel, and may I say, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I feel the cheer already. So, panel, I'm very grateful to have you all here, and I want to... <laughs> Pick this off by asking you what you thought was the most significant happening this year. How about you start us off, Lisa? Well, you know, I really went back and forth on this one. When you told me we were going to talk about this, I thought, is it, isn't it? Because it? it was so expected. It was so anticipated. Uh, Graham Noble wrote a great article about it. But I, I have to say that in my estimation, even though we knew it was coming, the biggest story of the year is the J6 committee referring yeah. Donald Trump to the DOJ for criminal prosecution, basically because it's historic. I mean, you know, if you look at the rundown of other presidents and, you know, the hot water they got into, you basically have Ulysses S. Grant, who was arrested for speeding in his horse and buggy. <laughs> he's a class but act. Uh, he's I a $50 guy. $50 guy. But the police let him off with a fine. Then you have uh, Spiro Agnew, and we'll mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that Art Hugh Hewitt article in oh, uh, yeah. a prominent Washington newspaper later. But uh, he resigned in 73 after pleading as as our ESQ, Mr. Cosenza would say, no lo contendre, <laughs> which is no contest to a felony tax evasion charge. And then, of course, there's Richard Nixon, who was famously... Uh, by a grand jury was an unindicted co-conspirator. Unindicted co-conspirator, sorry. So, you know, Trump really, uh, you know, he, he's got the 
he doesn't have the indictment. He's just been referred for the indictment. But it is pretty historic. Yeah, that's definitely a big story. And as you mentioned, we will be talking about Trump's travails in the later segment. It's it's really one of those ones that's captivated America. Now, how about you, Sarah? What story has glued you to the digital broadsheets this year? Well, honestly, I mean, I, I, I agree with Lisa to almost 100%. It is historic uh, to see what's going on with former President Trump. And it, he's just a flashpoint. You know, <laughs> I've never seen anything like this in all the years I've covered politics. Uh, but I do believe when it comes down to it, the biggest story is Twitter. And the, the Elon Musk is playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. I mean, he is 10 moves ahead of everybody. And he's, he's literally, um, people are losing their minds over this guy. And, and I think that's got to be the biggest story, especially with all of the, you know, the collusion going on between some government agencies, um, regular meetings with Twitter employees and FBI people, and all of this going on in a lead up to uh, a 2020 election. I think that's key that people know it and understand it. Now, whether it's going to be reported as such by you know, any other media other than the conservative side or maybe even some down the middle people. But right now, I think that could upend um, how we do our elections uh, eventually. You know, it's, it's funny you chose that one, Sarah, because I've, I've been uh, following for my sins, uh, Adam Schiff and Ted Lieu uh, on the Twitterverse uh, specifically. And they've been trying to poo-poo everything that's come out. It's almost as though they have something... Uh, invested in this not being a true story. Scott, what do you make of Sarah's roundup piece there? Well, I think that uh, I agree that the, that is the one of the, the most consequential stories of the year. I think that it's not just that Elon is playing chess and those the, the rest of us are playing, or the rest of them are playing checkers. It's that they've been playing 4D chess all along, and we're now just finding out about it. Well, they've true, corrupted yeah. to the core and made rotten uh, these, uh, you know, social media establishments. And uh, Elon is breaking them, breaking it loose. And, and it's the exposure that they can't manage um, and can't suffer through laying bare what they actually did. And it's it's vile and disgusting and it's it's totally corrupt. Um, so I think that that, you know, looking backwards, we'll think that is uh, uh as big, I actually disagree that I don't think looking in hindsight, what we think that the the reference to uh, uh, the committee for from the committee's reference to the DOJ for prosecution to me, at least I just see that as a another step down on the staircase uh, to to madness for the Trump deranged crowd. It's just a political, you know, what can we do, uh, you know, like the next the next thing um, rather than something that that I think, you know, in 10 years from now, looking back, will we say that that was. That was the big thing. Uh, that, but before you respond hmm. to me, I'll just say for me as the legal affairs editor for Liberty Nation, uh, the uh, the reversal of Roe v. Wade and hmm. the decision in the New York State rifle and pistol case, I think those historically looking back will be the most impactful uh, events of the year. Let me yes. just add one thing in um, here, Mark, if I may. Sarah, you know, I was thinking about Twitter, but the problem is that the coverage on this is so poor. Uh, you know, there's so many people that don't know about these six parts. They don't know, even even fairly dialed in political people 
are not aware of the six or seven Twitter drops. And and so that kind of had me thinking. But on the other hand, Scott, as as you mentioned, you know, years and years from now, we will remember those Supreme Court things. I don't know that the Donald Trump thing is going to be remembered. But again, the coverage is the exact opposite of the Twitter thing. Mm-hmm. In other words, we have this thing, screensaver called the newspaper wall, and it's every front page of every newspaper every day. And so if you're just sitting there, like waiting for something, you know, spend a couple minutes, every single newspaper had Trump recommended for indictment, every single newspaper. And I have yet to see the front page of a single newspaper, except for the Washington Examiner, I think, or the Times, something like that. Nobody has Twitter. I think it was uh, Instapundit's Glenn Greenwald that said the goal of the uh, mainstream media is to find these stories that are, you know, challenging to the uh, <laughs> to the establishment and cover them with a pillow until they stop. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the coverage that you're seeing. It's, well, it's a they- line for the ages. One thing I, I, I agree with the coverage aspect, but let's face it, Trump sells. Whether you love him or hate him, anytime Trump is in the news, you want to look at it. You want to see what's going on. And, you know, some people are saying, oh, he's being hammered again. And they're lies, lies, lies. And the other people are going, when is he going to go to jail? And so it, it sells and it's going to keep, you know, his name in the news as long as it will continue to sell. But I think in hindsight, if we look back, say, five years or 10 years from now, I think the Twitter thing will become more important than it is because agreed, nobody's covering it. Yeah, not but that I'm be- not that I'm being the uh, the judge giving scores on which one's correct, but I think I'm kind of swayed by Sarah's here because it seems to me that it's it's not just Twitter. It's not just Twitter that was paid more than three million dollars by the U.S. government for its assistance in. Uh, helping out the FBI or whoever, the intelligence agencies that were attempting to use it and utilize it to suppress Americans' free speech. It's not just Twitter, is it? It's Facebook. It's all the other ones who have been in constant communication uh, to what I believe is the detriment of the American people, the democratic process, and the constitutional republic itself. Now, with that rant over, we'll be back with our special Christmas panel to discuss the reindeer games for the former president. Don't go anywhere. Ho, ho, ho. For your freedom and your liberty. Liberty Nation with Mark Angelides. Christmas means many things to many different people, but perhaps the one thing we all have in common is the love of a special gift, whether that's given or received. So on today's special Christmas panel with Liberty Nation's editor-in-chief, Lisa K. Donner, national columnist Sarah Cowgill, and legal affairs editor Scott DiCosenza, we asked what would be the best Christmas gift for American conservatives this year. Now, we can do this for an actual physical thing, or we can even talk about what you'd like uh, Santa to deliver constitutionally for you. It's entirely up to you. Scott, why don't you start us off? If you had a direct line to Santa Claus, perhaps similar to that of the uh, FBI to Twitter bosses, what would you ask for? An end to the war in Ukraine. And, okay. Uh, or at least our support of it. Uh, war is the hell. You're referring of all to the 68 billion plus 40 billion here, I guess. Indeed, I am. And also, as important, if not much more important, is the notion that we're increasing our hostility with Russia, one of two global superpowers who we could eventually end up in nuclear conflict with. Uh, and uh, I think it's important for us to be cautious on that front uh, generally. And also, 
especially war powers all the negative things about uh, a state. You know, our, our hyperinflation is just that's like a gasoline can on that uh, to print money, to send it there. It uh, it basically just enforces all, you know, anti-conservative values and bad values about the health of the state. And uh, and I think it would be great if, uh, you know, if we ended it on the opposite side for for gifts. It's funny because given my answer to the to the to the wish the gifts are guns and ammo the best thing you can give a conservative in america is guns and ammo and this differs by state law but what what's legal and how you have to do it so i encourage people to check those state laws before they do it a good resource is to go to the gun shop uh, a smaller you know locally owned gun shop and ask them they usually uh have their pulse on the uh you know the latest regs but uh those are the best gifts mark and of course if you do receive that one do not keep the Christmas tree too close to the fireplace mm-hmm. there. <laughs> now, uh, how about you, Lisa? What gift, uh, what gift or gifts do you think uh, conservatives would enjoy, whether that's a physical gift or, or something constitutional or legal? Well, I, I stayed away from something meaningful like world peace, but I went totally superficial, like what can I wrap under the tree? And this and is went- what I want. This is what I like <laughs> to hear. <laughs> superficial. Directly to Etsy, which is E-T-S-Y. They mm. they have handmade gifts there, and everybody kind of comes up with their own thing and starts their own little business. I think it's just a wonderful entrepreneurial spirit of the of, of um, where Americans are now. And I came up with four great conservative gifts. The first one is something called the Liberal Tear, Tears Candle, the Liberal Tears, Tears Candle from Etsy, hand-poured with soy, from the Dirty Candle Company. It has a fresh rain scent with a little dash of entitlement, safety pin not included. (laughs) The second one I came up with was the best conservative t-shirt, which I thought was awesome. Mm. And for those who are just listening on radio, it's navy blue with white letters and it says, when I die, don't let me vote Democrat. It's, it's a, I, a, a classic message for the ages, no classic, doubt. Classic. You have to think a little bit on that, but I think it's it's worth the time. Mm. Uh, the third one was the Shady Bunch, a takeoff of the Brady Bunch, for those of you who don't remember that show. The Shady Bunch mug with pictures of prominent Democrats. Um, I won't name them, but you can imagine who is among the Shady Bunch. And my personal favorite is the Let's Go Brandon on the Rocks whiskey glass with a nice little hashtag in the corner. So those are those are the four that I'm going to wrap up and put under my tree for my conservative friends. And those are pretty Add good. Some I think... whiskey to go into the glass, and that's a winner pretty, for me. Oh, yeah, that, that's pretty, a deal. Then, right? That's a deal. Sarah, tell us what the Heartlanders want to find beneath the tree this year. Funny you should ask. An Exocet missile, uh, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> well... I was uh, at my local watering hole, my favorite place on the planet, the foxhole. And shout I, out I to the foxhole. This- uh, thanks for being uh, fans of Liberty Nation. Over there. Hi, foxhole. Well, Merry, Hi, Christmas. Foxhole. Merry Christmas. The foxhole Sponsoring plays our show. So we love the foxhole. Um, and I overheard a conversation about what somebody wanted for Christmas. And, and it was the scene from uh, Christmas Vacation, the Chevy right. Chase movie. And 
He said, what we need is a cousin Eddie to take the RV to the White House, wrap up Joe Biden and bring him here with a bow on his head and make him apologize to all of us for the fact that we don't have enough money this year to have Christmas. Uh, so We just watched it last year. We watch it every year. I watch and, it every year, but and, and, and I looked over line, there. And I'm like, all right, I'm stealing that so one. I'm going to use that Sarah, somewhere. That's, that's a great. That's a great. I, I happen to know. We need Cousin Eddie on his way to the White House. Everybody needs a Cousin Eddie. That'd be played by Randy Quaid, I believe, who is a, oh, it was a, a very active perfectly. dude on Twitter. He's forbidden by law from approaching the White House, I think, at this point. Uh, he's yeah. a- <laughs> hey, didn't he save America on Independence Day? I think he's I think he's on the conservative side of life. I just don't very know much so, very much. So I do recommend you follow his Twitter account. He's uh, he's funny. Uh, he's he's interesting. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a cool guy in many ways. Now, let's do a, a quick wrap on this. We did mention Christmas Vacation there. Chevy Chase National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But I always like a Christmas movie. I rarely watch movies, but when I do, it's at Christmas. So I know for a fact that uh, there's one movie that Lisa Donna watches every year. Could you give the recommendation to our listeners there, Lisa? Yes, and my husband and I argue about this. He says it's not a Christmas movie. <gasps> I say clearly it is a Christmas movie, and that is Danny Kaye and Bing Crosby and Mary Clooney in a white Christmas. A white Love Christmas. that. Love that. I disagree. It, it I was, only has I two you, Christmas scenes in it. I thought we were doing Die Hard. I was like, yeah, Die Hard. Oh, 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 Die Hard is great. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a Christmas movie, by the way. I did, Absolutely. I was excited about Certainly. it. I, I believe like, oh, somebody Sa- believes I, you know, I, I, the way I, I do. Sarah Cowgill here, she, you wrote an article on LibertyNation.com about, uh, yes, Veronica, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Oh, uh, that was A couple of years great. ago. And you were comparing, I, I think, the... Uh, White it has Christmas more Christmas. It has more Christmas hints and Hard. decorations and analogies mm. and everything than any other Christmas movie out there. Okay, no, you're Scott. right. Die Hard is a fabulous, but it's again, fabulous I get, I get blowback. People say it's not a Christmas movie. Well, well you know, it is. I'm tell them to look at my article. I, I proved it. To reunite his it. family for Christmas. That's what, that's yeah, what he's doing. What could be more Christmassy, Scott? What's your go-to Christmas movie? Well, there it is. Die Hard. Absolutely. You got to see. Try to take it away from him. It's uh, uh, every it's year. I think best. he's going to manage it this time, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, that and a miracle on Thirty Fourth Street with the courtroom scene. Uh, not to be, you know, uh, just uh, uh, play to type. You know, I'm a lawyer, but I do love that scene when uh, they bring the mailbags up and they say, "If this isn't Santa, you know, the U.S. government recognizes this guy. Where do they bring the Santa mail? Right to him." So case closed. You can't. You got to love it. Okay, I think, uh, Sarah, quick one from you. Is it Die Hard? just did it. Oh, okay, Die Hard. <laughs> and for me, it's got to be It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's an amazing movie. It has uh, everything that I want from the movie. 50 years and have never seen that film. Every time I've never I'll seen it. Any, no, no. It's it's wings. It is, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a true <laughs> classic, and uh, I, I hope everybody enjoys it this winter. Okay, in just a moment, we'll be back with our Christmas panel to tackle the 2022 Christmas hangover. Don't go anywhere. America is free. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. 
and freedom is special and rare. This is Liberty Nation with Mark Angelides, a production of LibertyNation.com, going after what the politicians really mean and making it all clear for your freedom and your liberty. Liberty Nation with Mark Angelides. It's been a turbulent year for Donald Trump, and it seems that this December has been one of the toughest. As Democrats prepare to take the minority position in the House of Representatives, they're unloading every barrel available at the former president in hopes that enough will stick going into the next campaign season. Now, we're back with our special Christmas panel of Lisa K. Donna, Sarah Cowgill, and Scott D. Casenza. Sarah, tell me, is this a last-ditch effort before all the majority powers from the House evaporate? Or is it just the culmination of events that have been... Let's call it brewing up over the last four years. Who did you ask? You, Sarah, you. (laughs) I thought you said Scott. Okay, well, my apologies. Um, I think it's a perfect storm of all the the above that you mentioned. You know, they're going to try to take him out at the knees so he's not allowed to to run for president. Um, And in the meantime, they're they're just building up momentum of hate. I've never seen again. I've never seen anything like this. So I, I don't, they can't do anything between now and when the new Congress is installed and we know what's going to happen then they're going to make a lot of noise and then probably not do much of anything. That's just my take on the last five or six years in politics. So I I could be wrong. I'd love to see some action going one way or the other, but I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think we've got some timid people in the Republican party and we've got some, you know, bullheaded, we're just going to, you know, blow through the China shop uh, folks in the Democratic Party. So, you know, they might not be in power, but they're going to still maintain a level of of power with the news media, with with any kind of messaging that you see. I'm not I'm not sure that the Republicans really have much to offer, even though they have taken control of the House. It it does seem there, Sarah, that um, what you have is a, a situation where the timidity of the representatives and the senators. Uh, and it's often an advantage to be in the minority party because you can you can scream and you can shout and you can make hay while, while there's no responsibility required of you. And it seems to me that the Republicans have actually done a very poor job of this over the last couple of years. Now, now Scott, let's talk about these criminal referrals from the January 6th committee. And I love the fact that it's a criminal referral. And I think people take that those words far too seriously, don't they? Because, for example, if I sent a referral, a letter to the Justice Department, for example, saying to, I don't know, prosecute, um, let's say, Joe Biden for such and such crimes, wouldn't that also be called a criminal referral? Um, I guess what I'm asking referral. is... Absolutely. I've, I've issued... Many criminal referrals uh, when I uh, to, to to all kinds of agencies when I say you know go after these SOBs that are doing X Y Z but unfortunately it doesn't make the headlines. Uh, my criminal sure. referrals. Uh, the guy at the end of the bar is making a criminal referral when he says you know throw them all uh, you know bury them underneath the prison. But yeah, it, it's it's news because the people who write those headlines want it to be news. I mean, it is. I don't. I don't mean to take it away. As Lisa said, it is historic in the sense that it hasn't been done before, but. It's just like why we're seeing, you know, no news, uh, relatively speaking, of the corruption of social media companies and lots of news over this. It's a story that attracts both the the, the writers and the editors and to a large extent, uh, their dedicated audience, I think. So you're right that this is a zero in terms of its implication for the criminal law. Like nobody's like, uh oh, 
some congresspersons think I should be prosecuted. You know, that's not a that's not a thing that that is happening in lawyers' offices, generally speaking. All right, and just very briefly, Scott, a, a quick follow up on that. There's uh there's three charges about uh, not complying with events, uh, an obstruction of justice, blah blah blah. But there's also the one where they're trying to bar Trump from holding office ever again. That's the best one for them, right? That's yeah, the, that's the, the one, right? One. Yeah, is that the one? Now, um, does that hold? <laughs> obviously, the referral itself doesn't hold any more weight than the others. But None of it does. It's all just. Do you it's suspect that politics. that particular one is the one that will continue to gain steam and momentum through the press? Um, no, I think they'll be done after November. Um, we'll have to see right. if the if the DOJ, you know, pros- moves to prosecute Trump, and mm-hmm. and I think they may, but I don't think that the referral from Congress will have any bearing on it. It's just a matter of whether or not uh, Biden uh, or who's ever pulling the strings for Biden and uh, Merrick Garland. I want that to happen. That's that's basically. Yes, yeah, Barack name. Obama is still using his pen and phone. We believe, eh? Now, yeah. Lisa, you are our, now, a uh, criminal referral from him. That that's something you want to be scared oh, of, yeah. right? <laughs> That'll move the mountain. Lisa, all of us at Liberty Nation, we uh, always seek out your take on these matters as our chief political maven what do you make of the situation well you know i think we can sort of poo poo the fact that there might be not a lot of teeth to their recommendation but but it is again it's historic and i think it also points to the other issues that really are going to be dogging donald trump and a couple of weeks ago i wrote an article called turbulent waters dead ahead for donald trump i didn't think it was going to be a good christmas and shaping up that way for him and it's really um It's really rough. They've got this special counsel, Jack Smith. Um, He was appointed by Attorney General Garland. He's looking into two things, right? The events Mm. of J6 and the Mar-a-Lago thing. And if you look back on Jack Smith's history, um, he was a special counsel in the the business with uh, Virginia Governor Bob McDonnell. And that was just a horrific situation, so much so that the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the conviction that Smith got. So that's that's real trouble. Then there's the real estate company in New York, which was found guilty of defrauding tax authorities. And this wasn't for Trump personally. This was for his company. But still, no, that's not the best news. Then there's the uh, personal fraud lawsuit by Letitia James, who's the New York state attorney. That's real and ever present. Then there was the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals overturned the special master. Mm-hmm. on the stuff seized from Mar-a-Lago. So there are a lot of real serious issues he's dealing with. And you actually apprised me to a column today by Hugh Hewitt. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if you can kind of uh, give a synopsis or cliff notes. Cliff notes yeah, sure. Su- super quick, because we're almost up on this panel with this particular segment. Uh, so uh, Hugh Hewitt, he wrote about uh, sh- should Trump be offered the Spiro Agnew deal, which I think in 1973, Spiro uh, Agnew, he, uh, he agreed rather than face a bunch of uh, charges and spend the rest of his days uh, fighting litigation in court, uh, he would agree to a, a, a lesser plea and, and no contest, as you say, as you mentioned earlier, Lisa, uh, and basically everything else went away and he was allowed to just 
live out the rest of his days after pleading guilty for, to for a people who don't know he was governor of maryland who was vice president of the united states i don't yes. think we said that yet and i think a lot of folks who are younger yeah yeah know, so. they weren't a lot come on everybody remembers spira <laughs> he's he's the reason we have ford we had ford That's, you know that was the weirdest that was a weird political time all that stuff going down oh, yeah. um but yes our greatest, uh, final... our greatest u.s president by the way i just have to say it because uh, nobody else will doesn't <laughs> ford that is Oh, President Ford. Ford. All, yeah. right. All right. One final round, Robin. Just a, a yes, no, or not enough information. A magic eight ball round on this. Um, are the troubles that Donald Trump is facing right now, will they impact his electability factor with his base? Scott. Uh, Tan, you know, maybe not the the super hyper dense, no light can escape core of the base, probably no, but the the more outer rings, which he needs to win, yes, they have and already have. I think that, that sufficient okay. quantities of those have already moved to DeSantis, and I think that uh, it's all over but the crying for uh, for Trump's presidential aspirations. Sarah, quick one from you. Um, I agree 100% with Scott. Um, Trump's base is still solid and still fighting for him. But people around the fringes or just in, involved in the Republican Party are going, OK, but we need to elect somebody. You know, we can't just because we love the guy doesn't mean that he can be elected. And sure. and I think that's going to hinder people right there. And final word from you, Lisa. All right. Give me the question again. I want to hear the specific question. <laughs> uh, will all these troubles that are facing that Donald Trump is facing with his base, will this hurt his electability? Uh, hinder it or not enough information with his base with his base absolutely not it, it won't change it won't it, it won't change the minds of Trump supporters whatsoever I, I, I've actually I'm, I, I think his sorry. base is solid I, I think I agree with Lisa on that one uh, guys we'll be right back after this short break we're coming back with our special Christmas panel discussing Christmas hangovers don't go anywhere For your freedom and your liberty. Liberty Nation with Mark Angelides. And we're back on Liberty Nation Radio dealing with our Christmas wrap-up. Earlier in the show, we discussed the biggest stories of the year, how the ground lays for former President Donald Trump, and also what would conservatives like on this special Christmas wish. And now, as we draw to a close on both the year and the show for this week, the drinks have been drunk and all that's left is to examine the potential hangover that 2022 has left us with. So to indulge in a little political soreheadedness and regret, we're joined once again by Lisa K. Donna, Sarah Cowgill, and Scott D. Casenza. Lisa, give me your year-end wrap-up. What are your thoughts, feelings, remembrances? All right, I'm just coming up with my biggest regret, which is what you originally asked for. You have a way of that. That is what that is what has <laughs> changed the question. He's like it's a prosecutor. Uh, it's show. Exactly. Yeah, it's very fluid. Like, to keep like you on Sam Bankman-Fried when he answers the question. <laughs> you know, he's asking, yeah, so answering one of the questions. My biggest regret was, and it, it just kept showing up. Like every time we went to turn on the TV, there it was. It was this Meghan Markle and Harry, the royal guy. Uh, I ended up watching three parts of it, and it was absolutely. Are you talking about their Netflix series? You watched three parts of it? I did. I watched three parts of it. I, I absolutely. They kept and? advertising it and advertising it, and I thought to myself. You just couldn't resist? I, I, okay, I give in. <laughs> so we watched one part, and then we watched another part, and then the third part, all we did was make fun of it. But it's three <laughs> hours of my life that I'll never get back. That is like such, it was so awful. It was so insipid. Lisa. 
Lisa, it was confounding. It, it lacked perspective. It was just plain awful. Lord, forgive me for wasting my time watching it, this. It's, it's worse than that, Lisa. You, you've uh, Three hours of your life you're never going to get back. But also those three hours have been invested in supporting Harry <laughs> and Meghan. Oh, uh, the Duke your, and Duchess your, your of view, nowhere. Your views count towards their ongoing victimhood oh, business oh. model. <laughs> it, it was. I've just never seen anybody that self-involved and without an ability to see outside themselves or get perspective. I mean, it was really sad to see two young people who had so much before them just piss it away. I don't know. Sarah, what are, what's your take on the, the Harry and Meghan debacle of 2022? Okay, I, I can't. I'm not a big fan of the royal family. I haven't been a big fan of the royal family since Diana. I did love her, uh, but I, the I don't X, see. The Gen X I don't women see why are helpless any of these Diana's people or any concern. Yeah, you know, my, my, ancestors, my ancestors split the bird at King George III, and so I'm still holding that torch for them. I, I don't give a hoot about anything that happens to the royal family. I just don't. Scott, now I know you are. Uh, you, you did try to vie for our position on Liberty Nation as royal correspondent, but unfortunately were uh, rejected because we needed you in the legal world. Give us your take. <laughs> you know, uh, for people who don't know, I used to tease you mercilessly when Archie was the big news that, mm. you know, I'd say, Mark, what's the Archie update? Uh, and of yeah. course, you would squirm and hate to talk about it because you have a almost an American level, uh, uh, you know, disdain for uh for the royals which i always appreciated um yeah i have not seen the uh the markle uh show and uh unless that is the only thing on and somehow the power goes out for every other device uh in the room <laughs> i i don't think i'll be watching it um i think that there should be some kind of like you know i'm generally an open borders libertarian but in this instance i am in favor of sending him and uh, you know, she's obviously married a foreign uh, royal, so I think they should both, you know, be sent gently to some Commonwealth country rather than extradited to a Commonwealth country. Indeed, Fiji's nice this time of year. I hear. I'm sure it's quite. Okay, lovely. Mark. Mark, we're not going to let you get out of this now. You're a Brit, so yes. give us your two cents on the on the Netflix and no docs, no doxing of his address. Of the Duke and I know that you of, might want to, but nowhere. no doxing. I have studiously avoided. <laughs> Uh, watching any of the 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 proceedings that take place, but I I feel that the the couple have done a, a major disservice to a British institution, um, and whether one appreciates that institution or not, uh, it comes with certain responsibilities that are foisted upon them through birth, Harry specifically, uh, and I think that he's let down his family and his country by getting pulled into this uh, this mud wrestling match that's taken place across the nation's press and uh yeah I, obviously it's all the american woman's fault but uh you know there you have it right it's <laughs> we, always we had the it american before woman. it happened again right okay, we'll go back to the day exactly. Mrs. Simpson. dr sarah give me your prognosis on the 2022 hangover prognosis that's take, a weird take, way of take saying a, it. Yeah. Take aspirin like there's Skittles and drink more, and maybe 2023 will be better. I don't, I don't know what. To okay, tell you. what what's your what's your biggest thing for the year then? Biggest regret. I don't, I don't know. 
And that is why conservatives are happier than liberals. <laughs> right, we'll come back. We'll come back to you on this one, Sarah. Scott, what's it for you? Well, this is going to change the mood, I think, but I got to say it. It's the biggest bad story of the year is the Uvalde uh, school response uh, in terms of how people relate to their government. I think that has the potential really to move forward and and just change that nature. Now, this idea that the police will protect us has taken a lot of hits, but but none so deep uh, or, or so bad as that, I think. Oh, yeah, that was really tragic. Yeah, they... Yeah, I see what you mean there, Scott, about how it uh, really should change the nature of, of how we feel about uh, or how the, the government actually wants us to feel that it's the government's job to protect the citizens. And uh, I think we saw that that was uh, an adage that was proved untrue with the tragic events there. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not sure it's I agree. It's a burlesque that, they use to take yeah. our money and our power. There's no reality to it. And whether yeah, that's it, at the it, national it, level or the international level, and now that proved at the local level, too. Yeah, it turned out to be a paper tiger. Sarah, do you have something for us? <laughs> and we'll be back with Sarah. I did no, my you... best this year. I don't I don't I don't do regrets. I don't I do what I do. I work my butt off and I try to make people happy or or I try to piss people off. I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure I'm good at both of those things. So I don't really have any regrets. Is that OK? I would like you, Mark. What's your biggest regret, Mark? Uh, I don't. I've had. I'm actually with Sarah on this one. Uh, I was kind of hoping to avoid it because I've had an absolutely wonderful year with uh, a new baby in the world. Um, I've enjoyed just about everything for this year. It's it's really been fantastic for me. Uh, So actually, what I want to go around and finish this on a high note: the hangover is lifting, as uh, Kingsley Amis uh, once wrote on his. on his instructions and uh, theories on hard drinking, that the hangover will lift. Uh, this feeling of depression that you have is merely just a symptom of the alcohol. Uh, so let's go around the panel just to inject a little bit of optimism as we draw to a close. Uh, what are the things you're most looking forward to in 2023, Lisa? Oh, my. Uh, most looking forward to in 2023. You have to come back to me, Mark. I don't have anything right, right, uh, right at the Scott. How about you? What are you looking forward to? Well, I'm going to keep it on point, and uh, hopefully, people will keep up with this progress on the pages of LibertyNation.com, which is that uh, I think that the Supreme Court is going to outlaw and uh, overturn the ability for colleges and universities to discriminate against uh, certain races in admission, and I think uh, it's going to be great for America. Uh, when we stop counting people because of the color of their skin, like Martin Luther King argued for, um, and just go by, you know, their achievements. So um, I'm hoping and, uh, and and wishing the Supreme Court will do that in the new year. Scott offering world peace uh, in the Christmas gift segment <laughs> and the end of affirmative action. Two great boons to humanity there, which is pretty neat. Sarah, what about you for 2023? Popping popcorn and waiting for the show to start because what else are you going to do? That's what we do in, in our line of work. There's going to be fireworks. There's going to be blustering and posturing and chest puffing and pearl clutching. And it's, and it's going to be a fun ride for the first you know 100 days of the new Congress, I think, in my little political brain. So I'm, I'm looking forward to just <laughs> watching the show unfold live political theater. Me too. 
Lisa, final word for you. Okay, okay. I I am looking forward to getting back to the presidential race, which is going to go into full swing in 2023. And I'm I I just like campaigns. I think it's fun. I think politics is fun. Uh, you know, obviously. That's because the biggest winner in campaigns is the media. We yeah. we get the clicks. <laughs> we're, we're the media. Yeah, we're the media. Absolutely. So I'm really looking forward to it. More more viewers, more visitors, more listeners. All right, panel, thank you ever so much, and I wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Merry Christmas. To you. Merry Christmas to you, too. Cheers. And that's all we have time for on this special edition of Liberty Nation Radio here on the Radio America Network. My thanks and best wishes go out to our guests, Lisa K. Donner, Sarah Cowgill, Scott D. Casenza, and Frank Diario, our video editor, and, of course, the team at Radio America. And uh, my biggest thanks are reserved for you, the audience across the nation, who take the time to tune in for the show. Uh, a very Merry Christmas to you all, and I look forward to seeing you again in the new year. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.